Questers, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of a Souls Quest podcast. I'm Jesse, your host. This is my co-host Omar. Hey Hi. everybody, how are you? And this is our guest, Judith Morales. All right. Yay! Yay. <laughs> We're excited. Yay. Yes. We should like get up and do like happy dance and all that stuff. Too. Yeah. Well then like, the, be I, animated and all that. Yeah, we should do that, but yeah. yeah, but we're connected. We're stuff, connected, so yeah. Sort of we're plugged into the Matrix right now. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. You like that. I know you yeah. did. You, have you seen the Matrix? No. no? Oh, no. God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. We have to, she's going to have to watch she's it. She's going to have to watch yeah. it eventually. It's really, really good. Yeah. yeah. You might enjoy it, actually. Okay. Yeah. So how are you? I am nervous, but I'm fine yeah. and I'm happy to be here. Good. Yeah. No, there's nothing to be well, nervous about. Nothing at all. No. Nothing at all. We don't bite. We're all family I mean, here. Omar bites sometimes, but you know, his bark is worse than his bite. That is true. <laughs> that is he true. He admitted that yesterday, actually. Yeah, the, yeah, I did. I did. I know you like them. You yeah, like them yeah, a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Judith, I guess I'm just gonna jump. I'm, I was trying to come up with something so I don't just get. Omar always says, "You just get right down to business." But you know what? I'm gonna get right down to business. So mm-hmm. tell us about you. Where were you born? Um, I was born in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Ooh, All right. Beautiful. Um, Wh- uh, what part? <laughs> what, which part of the capital? Which which part of the are? Santo Domingo Este. Ah, okay. That's like the new area, right? Like a newer type? I mean, I was born there, so I don't know if it's that new. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that goes dating it's how new, old I am. You just dated yourself big time. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you born? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was born and raised in that in that area i mm. never got out of there until i came here okay, okay. And oh, so you stayed in santo domingo the whole time yes in the capital okay. i stayed in the capital my family is from la vega and salcedo and mm-hmm. ato mayor uh-huh. i visited those places but mm-hmm. i never lived there right uh both my mom and my dad are from santo domingo okay mm, so you're okay. most familiar with um yes. santo domingo it's a beautiful country Thank oh you. my god i love it <laughs> i the first time that i ever went was when omar took me and i Omar made jokes about how <laughs> I belong in the in el, in el campo. Like mm-hmm. that's my thing because it was so <laughs> amazing. But anyways, go ahead. So tell us about like your family, you know, your family structure and um, school. I, yes, okay. um, I have a big family. Like both my, all four of my grandparents have like more than ten div- different siblings. Wow. wow. So I have a huge family. Wow. But I was raised by my mom. Okay. Um, my dad, he. It's always been around, but it, it was only mainly my mom. Okay. Um, when I was like two, um, she had to work, so um, she sent me to my grandmother. It was she was also in the capital, right? Um, and my grandma raised me from when I was two all the way until I was seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and wait a minute. So you, your mom, so your mom wasn't around from two to seven, or she was there, she, but she, she was she was working from six in the morning until 6 p.m so Ooh. she didn't have time yeah. to take care okay, of me okay i got you okay. um but she used to pick me up saturday at six o'clock in the morning and yeah. then take me back to my grandma's house monday at 6 a.m um. so she could go to work and i could go to school okay. on mondays okay i understand um, so she was around but just saturday hard working to sunday yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay yes. but you had a relationship with your yes. mom then okay she's my best friend and your gra- <laughs> yeah that's nice and your grandmother you must have been pretty close to her too then i am still am um, she she has three 
kids mm-hmm. and she says that I'm the fourth. Aww, <laughs> that's <Yes>. sweet. <laughs> Aww, don't we love our grandmas, right? Yes. yes. Mm. And grandmas make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. They do. And they yes, cook they really do. good too. Oh, they yeah. do. <laughs> <My> <laughs> gra- Thank you. <laughs> yes, My grandma do. was like a restaurant. She was like, what do you want to eat today? Oh, wow. So you could, she'd make you what you wanted? Yes. That's nice. So you were what? a little spoiled growing up, right? When, when, when grandma taking care of you? Well, and- I was the daughter of her only daughter. Ah, okay. Oh. And I was her first grandchild. Oh. So, yes, I was spoiled. Okay. <laughs> she admits it. Yeah, but there's nothing awesome. wrong with that. No, I mean, that's a lot of love. Yeah. That was a lot of, like, what are some of the memories that you recall, like, as a young person over there, when with your family and feeling love from your grandma? How, how did that feel? Well, um, she was very overprotective with me. Okay. I was not allowed to play outside. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, I was always just wearing a white dress. Mm. Yes, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was always inside playing by myself and just there with my grandma. Mm-hmm. She used to take me to school and then bring me back home and then just cook for me. And I was, I won't say that I had a lonely childhood, mm-hmm. but a little bit. Okay. Yes, a little bit. So, did you, so you didn't have a lot of friends or you didn't have any other um like cousins or anything that stayed with I did have some cousins and we used to play like during the weekends and things like that okay. but I remember mostly like just being with my grandma mm-hmm. okay um I also had asthma so I like I said I was not allowed to play outside I was not allowed to do sports so it was kind of lonely okay mm-hmm. those first years okay Interesting. and how did how did the how did you deal with that at the at a young age feeling? Did you feel anything like, oh, my God, I was, I'm always by myself? Did you feel any kind of resentment or any yeah, kind of... Did you of feel lonely? Um, No. Like I said, I have a big family. And even though, yes, most of the things that I remember is just being with my grandma, um, my mom and my dad's side of the family, they make sure that I knew that they were around. Oh, okay. okay. So during the weekends when my mom took me to her house mm-hmm. um she used to take me to my aunts from my dad's side of the family to mm-hmm. spend time with them and just be around that side of the family as well oh, okay um she wanted me to know that i had a big family and mm-hmm. even though they were not always around they were there they were there yes excellent excellent yeah that is nice so did you when you so you had a big family did you guys have a lot of like opportunities to come together in terms of like I don't know, like uh, on the weekends and things like that to get together to like celebrate and do things together. Yes, or? Um, my birthdays were a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Because I was the first grandchild and my mom's only child. Yeah. She makes sure that every birthday, even until now, was celebrated. Really? Mm. So even now, I say my birthday is the most important day of the year. <laughs> 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 they make you feel important the too. Yes. So, feel yeah, important. of course. And really. we try to spend Christmas Day, Christmas eve with my mom's side of the family and then new year's eve with my dad's side of the family so those days were very important in our family how was uh uh uh, me being dominican as well you know and growing up there you know there's a there's a certain thing mystique about christmas and new year's over there because you have a lot of fun it's uh it's different can you can you relive tell us like how how did that play out in your family like what do you guys do for for those days because that was a big to do right yes um so from my mom's side of the family all i remember is all the food (laughs) (laughs) uh people just used to like be around communicating and talking with each other 
um, and just playing music and eating a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For my dad's side of the family, they're a little more, I won't say crazy, but they dance a lot. Ah, <laughs> okay. I don't dance, but that's <laughs> all I remember. Um, my, a lot of my family, they live here, so they used to go to the ER uh, for Christmas uh-huh. and New Year's. And I remember that my grandmother, she used to like, make boxes here of gifts for all the family and just take them there oh, wow. for new years uh-huh. and just give it to everybody and usually it was like two boxes of gifts and one box was full of my gifts only. <laughs> <laughs> yes wow <laughs> yeah everybody was like okay here just take a box and just put all your stuff in there oh, oh my god that's funny. you that's need funny. a box don't break the box down you need the box <laughs> to put your <laughs> stuff in it that's your hilarious. own box <laughs> yes that's awesome yeah <laughs> okay so then what was so you were okay so you were raised by your grandmother you s- had a good relationship with your mom and a pretty good relationship with your father, even though they were not together. You yeah. spent time with both sides of the family. Well, my dad was living here, so oh. I used to see him only once a year. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he didn't live there no, he when didn't. you were growing up. No, he gotcha. came to this country when he was, I think, 17, like oh. very young age. Okay. And they met at a Christmas party. Right. Mm. And... I was born, but my dad, he always lived here. Oh, so he would just travel there to see yes, you and you would see him year, once a year. Maybe twice a year, yes. So yeah. were you um, given that circumstance of not having him around except for that one time a year, how was your relationship with your father then? It was good. We didn't talk much. Um, we didn't talk much, so that was a little like painful. Mm. Yeah. Um, but every time that he was around, he spent a lot of time with me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, my mom, she tried to include me in my dad's family's side a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. So even though he wasn't there, I could feel his presence. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. No, okay. you mentioned that. How did it make you feel? Because you, you kind of like alluded to that a little bit, but how did it make you feel that you didn't talk to him as much because it was far away? Um, you interacted with him just on a limited basis. How did that make you feel as a young person? Like as a young, as a young, young girl growing up and seeing my, well, my dad is out there. My mom is working. I'm with my grandma, but I'm, I don't have my parents, particularly my dad. And I don't really get to talk to him. How did that affect you? Or if, if it affect you? Well, at a young age, like I said, I was living with my grandma until I was seven I don't remember much of that time. Okay. Like at that moment, it didn't affect me that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. When I started living with my mom, when I turned like almost eight of eight years old, um, I felt it more. Okay. And I remember those times more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good that my mom, she was always open-minded and she was like, you can talk to me. I'm here. Um, if you need to talk with someone else, I can pay for that. You can go to a therapist, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I did. Okay. And they helped me process those feelings mm-hmm. and what were those what were those feelings that you were um so going through my dad he he didn't call that much so he remarried oh okay <laughs> yeah. i don't remember how old i was i think six seven i don't really remember mm-hmm. but he remarried and that kind of like pulled him away a little more okay from me yeah and then he actually moved back to the Dominican republic when i was like eight or nine mm. but still even though he was there he was even farthest away from me because mm. he had this new family, so he yeah. didn't spend time with me at all. Okay. Um. So 
I needed to talk to someone. My mom took me to a therapist. And after a long time, a long process, um, I came to the conclusion, I guess, mm -hmm. that, or the therapist helped me, that I could not change the way my dad was, just mm -hmm. the way that I could see him. Yeah. Or I could feel about him. Right. Okay. And she was like, you the way that you're feeling right now, you need to express that to him. Okay. Don't keep it inside of yourself. Just, yeah. Just tell him. Mm. So I did. I was okay. maybe 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I, I told him, um, you don't call me mm -hmm. and this is how that makes me feel. Mm -hmm. um, like you have this family, I understand, but I'm also your daughter. Yeah. So he was like, well, this is the way I am. Mm. Um, I don't call my parents either. I don't call my daughter, but here's a phone. You can call me anytime you want. Mm. So mm. he gave me a cell phone and he was like, here, I'm always going to be available. You can call me. I, right. I don't call people. Mm -hmm. And I understood. Like, that's just the way he is. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because, first of all, I, I commend you for confronting an issue it's and that amount of uh, overwhelming feelings at such a young age. Because that's a young mm -hmm. 10 years old. I, yeah. I I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> at 10 years old. But um, but then then to also be sort of um understanding that this is the way that he is but and he's giving you that here the, here's a phone this you call me whenever you want and i'll talk to you but i just don't call people mm -hmm. and that you were so you had that presence of mind to be like okay i understand that i'm i'm good with that that's mm -hmm. like a big deal that didn't take just a year it took a couple of years but yeah right right like, well yeah. yeah it's a process that you have to yeah. go through and i'm sure it was was it and let me not assume, was it difficult to go through the process when you were going to therapy? And It was painful, yes, mm -hmm. um, to face the way that he is. But you cannot change people. You can just change yourself. Yeah. So, right. and when, you, when you meet, what, are, what else do you mean? Because, again, um, um, traditionally, there's a, um, I have this, a similar experience with my father uh, growing up in the same thing, you know, not present, but being close by. Yeah. And and it kind of like it, it plays a it plays tricks on you. So I could understand how that how that how that felt because could relate to that. Is that something that is culturally in our in our culture? <laughs> is that something that is kind of like accepted for the man to be the man and just let the kids do whatever they want? Is that something that that you see often? I I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little t t t it because is. it's like I don't want to call out my people, but yeah. no, but it happens quite often because you know uh, the, the Caribbean people have a different way of of living and their process of 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 having a family and thing is is different. So it's yeah. interesting to have because I know yours, but to hear from a female is yes. I'm I, curious. I think that in our culture, mm -hmm. mom has the m main responsibility with the kids, mm -hmm. and that's how males see it. Mm -hmm. mom has the main responsibility so if we divorced or if we separate mom you have to be there dad i can be around but mom you have to be there yeah that that's how i think that they see it uh -huh. <laughs> yeah um my grandfather my grandparents they also were divorced okay so I have parents and grandparents divorced mm -hmm. <laughs> um and i wasn't there when they got divorced so i don't know how my parents childhood was mm -hmm. but maybe if my dad um, was that way is because that's what he saw. Mm -hmm. when he was now, when you, when you say your your grandparents, you mean your grandparents on your father's side? Both sides. All oh, both sides. Oh, okay. yes. Both sides. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Okay. From my mom's side, they divorced when she was three, and from my dad's side, they divorced when he was a teenager. Oh wow! Yeah, Did so it make you feel though that because both 
sets of grandparents that, because you just said that you're, you, you, that's what your dad saw. So maybe that's what he, I, I you think guess. that's like, that's the, I wasn't there, but right. But that's, that's what, what you think. assume. Okay. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. We do what we see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe that's what he saw. So he thought that that was right. I, I guess. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. What other, so your dad gave you a phone. You said yes. you could call me at any time. Just don't expect me to call you. Yes. And how that? How did that play it out? Did you? I called him every morning. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was curious about that yes, too. Yes, I called <laughs> every morning at seven o'clock in the morning. I spoke with him. I spoke with my sister and my brother because uh-huh. uh, they were like my sister was seven. And my brother, he was, I think, four or three at that time. I spoke with them before they went to school. I was on the bus, like, on my way to school. <laughs> so I spoke with them every single morning um, until I was 14 that I came to live here. Mm, okay. wow. So that's when, like, the routine bro- broke. Broke. Okay. Yes. And, and when that, re- when, uh, how was the relationship with them um, back then with your sister and your brother? You mean you talk to them? Were you kind of like a guiding figure? Were you the one that was always initiating that conversation? Well, they were little, so uh-huh. yes, I was always initiating the conversation. Um, my dad made sure that I was in their lives. Okay. After I spoke with him, uh-huh. he was like, okay, I'm going to include you more in mm-hmm. our life now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent Christmas with them. Like he brought them because. He lived in La Vega. Okay. So he brought them to the capital during Christmas so I could spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, he spoke with my mom and I went to his house during the summer for two weeks so I okay. could see them more often. Mm-hmm. So it changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yes, that, that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, segwaying into um, a different part because I want to get, I want to touch mm-hmm. back in your relationship with both your parents, but a little bit later on when you become more adolescents, when you move to the States and when that transition happens. But let's talk about Growing up in Dominican Republic, right, and 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 living in that environment, can you give us some some an idea on what that looked like? I know we talked about from the family perspective, but let's say um, friends and school and the things that you did over there. Can you can you touch on some of that? Um, let me think. Uh, at school, I was always number one in my studies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Having a 95 was not acceptable. It had to be 100. <laughs> um, High achiever. <laughs> That's okay. Um, it was it was good. I I think that when I went to live with my mom, I changed school. So mm-hmm. that was in fourth grade, I think. So that was a... That's the only thing that I remember. Before that, I don't remember school that much. Mm. But I made really good friends that I still my friends until now. Awesome. That was in fourth grade. Yeah. Um... What I have noticed now is that in Dominican Republic, been different at school, get you bullied. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, if you have curly hair and you don't go to the hair salon, you're different. So oh. I'm going to bully you until you go to the hair salon because that's not acceptable. Really? Really? Yes. Okay. At I that time. Now it's more common to have curly hair. But before, I had to go to the hair salon every week. So what did they do to your hair? Like what? What, what was? They used to put gum on my hair. Gum? Oh, oh. no. Yes. Now, why did the, uh, why did the schools do about that? Um, if they don't see it, there is no proof. Oh. So I am very thankful that I had a strong mom that used to go to school to fight for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> she used to go there, and she was like, "They did this to my daughter. What are you gonna do about it?" Wow. 
So. Well, they so you you were bullied, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> for the way that you for for your appearance, for all intents and purposes, then yes. basically. Wow. So uh, wait a minute. I mean, let, let's let me backtrack because <laughs> this that's, is interesting to interesting. me. Because I mean, over there, there's so a mixture of so many people: the curly hair, yeah. kinky hair, straight hair, yeah. and. This is like the one of the first times that I heard like yes. like being bullied because of the way that you uh, your hair look. Yes. And and how often did this happen? Um, often I used to sit in the front. Uh huh. So the students in the back were like, "Your hair doesn't let me see." Uh. Really? Wow. Yes. So being different was not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so all the girls in that in that time had their they went to the salon to get the rollers and everything put in. Really? Yes. Wow. And okay. this is this is what eighth, <laughs> tenth years old? Um no, it was like what is it, fourth grade? How old were uh, you? Then? it was from four to six, maybe seventh grade. Four to oh, six. Okay, so okay, yeah, it's yeah. about the right age. Yeah, yeah, around, yeah, you're right. Around okay. that wow. age. And so then did you did you conform that you actually went and get your hair straightened? Yes. Oh, you did? Yes. And how, what happened after that? Um, they treat me better. Okay. They treated me better. Mm. Um and everything kind of fell into place i found my group of people mm -hmm. so everything kind of like went it's the, the right way mm -hmm. well let me go back to this bullying because that's a very that's a very difficult thing to go through mm -hmm. yes. you know you you're one of the smartest kids in the class so you sit up front so you want to be attentive so that i'm sure that that was something else that they they did you know uh, um uh, picked on that and then your hair how did that make you feel i mean how how did you make it feel? Obviously, you had your mother that advocated for you, but how did it make you feel that throughout that day you had to go to school and deal with these things? I felt weak. Mm. I was weak because I didn't know how to defend myself. Okay. So I felt very weak. Hmm. Um, throughout the years, my mom helped me, and she was like, you need to learn how to defend yourself because mm -hmm. I'm not always going to be there. Okay. So I, I kind of grew up having a voice so i learned to define myself but those first years it was difficult mm. and oh, sorry go I, ahead no i was just gonna say how did it did it because i i don't know if you wanted to have straight hair or have your hair done well, were you okay normal. with it right okay so, so did you feel like you were having to sort of do something that you were like eh, i don't really want to do this but i gotta do it because i'm being bullied or like i guess what i mean is the fact that you had to conform did that upset you or was it just sort of like, no, no problem. I, I want to get my hair done. Well, it was the cultural, So it was normal. If mm. you don't do your hair, like you are doing it wrong. Okay. Mm. So it was just a cultural thing. Okay. It was painful to go to the hair salon. Yeah. Because I had to spend hours in oh, there I with know. all the heat oh. and all of Oof. that. I but know. <laughs> Omar knows too. Yeah, know. uh, yeah well, Omar's my mom has a hairdresser, a so oh. a Dominican hairdresser. Dominican. So, oh. so I spend a lot of time watching. And that then, if stuff. you've been to a Dominican salon, like it's, oh my it's, god, it's, it's a lot of it pulling. Is a lot. Yeah, yeah it's they, a they, lot of pulling. They're aggressive, but your hair looks good. <laughs> 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 that is true, right? I, I'm appreciative that I have curly hair, and I'm trying to be very like you know for the camera. I'm trying to be very natural, and you have beautiful hair, but. <laughs> You look good. Okay, so going back to that, I mean, Sorry. going back, going back, look at that. We look good with curly hair, too. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, you know, you left the salon and you were just like, oh, this straight hair got be this way. And I got a, my head hurts. My scalp sore, hurts. Everything, it's but terrible. I look good. But I look but good. Look good. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. why I don't do that. That's too much. What is it? Anyway. the price of beauty. This is why I'm like, streamlined. Look at that. Look at this. 
Gorgeous. 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 That's oh, right. He was talking about his beautiful body yesterday, I too. Am. And I was like, Just stop it. No. Okay. <laughs> My cheeseburger. What, cheeseburger I did not that, say. Cheeseburger body. I didn't say you have a cheeseburger body, but that's what people say about. Actually, older, my body is more like rice and beans. Than rice and beans body. Yeah. <laughs> no, rice and beans body. I'm going to hashtag that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Arokangandula's body. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, so back to this. Back to the interview. No, I'm. So, I'm, I was just curious about that. But you're saying that it was a cultural thing. So, it was very normal. It was just that you weren't doing it at that time and they were picking on you. So you're like, I guess I have to do this. Yeah. So, okay. It was a cultural okay. thing. Okay. Here, when you see that, it was like, that's bullying. But over there, it wasn't like. It was just normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But it made you feel isolated, alone, weak. Mm-hmm. What do you do besides straightening your hair? Because that's just the physical part. You still have the scars of the bullying. How were you able to overcome that? And what did you what did you gain from that experience? At the beginning I kind of isolated myself a little bit. Okay. Um, I just tried to avoid the people that were bullying me. Mm-hmm. And I also make some friends that could help me. Um, those friends were my support system. Mm. So I made some friends. Um, I think in fifth year, yes, fifth grade, I made some friends and that kind of helped a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like I said, my mom, she was like, you have to speak up. Mm -hmm. You have Mm -hmm. to speak for yourself. Mm -hmm. I I was very shy. (laughs) I didn't talk that much. I was a little lonely kid. It's hard to find your voice too, when you're, um, at a young, a young age, because you're, you have to defend a lot of the things that you're still developing because you're evolving and you're learning things about yourself. So you have to defend what you're, what you don't even really know. Yes. And if you think about it, I was not only at a new school, I was moving from living with my grandma and just dressing white dresses and staying at home by myself Mm -hmm. to going to school that everybody is like for themselves. Yeah. You have to like defend yourself and speak Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. So it's kind of like that transition from being isolated and protected mm-hmm. to going out there in the re- in the world yeah. yes. and then being able to see these different people who have developed somewhat of an assertion and, and an aggressiveness of because that's they, they know people, they know how to interact yeah. and you still kind of you're, you're kind of like catching up. Yes. Yeah. OK, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. that's interesting. So then how did you what did you do? But again, besides the hair, what else do you do or what, it, what what do you develop to overcome those bullying and become stronger? So you mentioned the hair, you mentioned a support system. Um, was there something else that you did to make sure that you are, are more assertive? Just year by year, I learned, I learned to love myself more. Like mm-hmm. this is the way I am. I cannot change it. So I just have to accept it. And I don't care if other people do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to be okay with myself. Yeah. Because it's just who I am. Um, so I guess that that helped a lot mm-hmm. and, um, I just spoke up yeah. a little more, a little more. And I'm sure that was a process to, it, to it build was. yourself. It's like a daily yes. thing that you work on. Do you have an example around that time of a situation in which you stepped up? You say like, you know what, this is enough. And you had to like confront, um, do you, can, do you have an example of something like that um, that you could remember? I cannot think of anything specific. Uh-huh. It was a work in progress. Okay. It wasn't like a one-time thing. It was just every day, every year through my whole childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Okay. W- what about the teachers? Like, wh- wh- what about the teachers? What about the administration? And what about, you know, when your mom went there and she was like, hey, listen, something's got to give. 
Like, what was their response? Because they have a certain level of responsibility to protect the students, right? What I noticed from middle schools here mm -hmm. is that they care more about the emotional and the behavior of the student, emotional, and not just the academics. Mm -hmm. For what I noticed in the Dominican Republic is more, okay, the school is about academics. Mom and dad, they have to figure out everything else. Mm -hmm. So as long as you do good in school, like... It's okay. You're fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. We don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I notice. Here okay. they care more about the whole, the student as a whole. Mm -hmm. There's just academics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the teachers, they were there, but only for the grades and the academics and the schoolwork. Mm -hmm. uh, everything else, it was just me and my friends and my mom. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kind of. And were and were the schools very strict? How were how was the environment in school when it came to the academics? Were they strict? Were they very like if if people would just misbehave, they just didn't care? How how was that that schooling? Um, they were very strict. Mm -hmm. I was going to a Catholic school, mm. oh, so yeah. you need to ha you needed to have uh, your nails in, at a certain uh, way, uh, no jewelry, this mm -hmm. or that. So they care a lot about that aspect, mm -hmm. but at the academics, it was, um, you do it. If not, we're going to talk with your parents. Mm -hmm. like, it okay. was just something like that. Okay. So then you go, because it's just a transition to, mm -hmm. you did move to the States when you were 14, you said? Um, yes. And so when I was in ninth grade. Okay. I was going to say this. So that's high school, 14 mm -hmm. typically. So then what was that like? You went from living in this culture. Yes. Then coming to the United States, which is. I know it's a culture shock. So tell us about that yes. and how, how, how it went for you in terms of going into high school here and then being, because there's a language barrier too, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. So tell <laughs> us about all that. So we moved here when I was 14. And where, where, where was here? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. Yes. Where Pennsylvania? Uh, Hazenton, Pennsylvania. Oh. That's where my grandfather from my mom's side lives. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay. we moved there because uh, we got our residency. So uh -huh. we, we had to come. And high school here was tough. <laughs> Can imagine. Um, we live in a town where most of the students were white. Mm. Yeah. Um, maybe one teacher spoke Spanish. Wow. That was it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but everyone was white. Right. And mm -hmm. they didn't speak Spanish. They didn't understand the language. On my second week in school, uh, I got detention. Mm. Because I didn't do a homework that I didn't understand. Oh, oh. yeah, yes. So, th so let me ask you this: because when I came to the states, you know, there was a little bit of a segue in which I had to take ESL classes, which is English as a second language. Mm -hmm. You didn't have that. I did, oh, but okay. my English professor, my English te English teacher, she was, I think, um, Japanese or Chinese. Oh, so oh. she didn't speak Spanish, and you didn't, well, you weren't able to communicate. No, oh, she wow. just sit us in the classroom. Uh, with Rosetta Stone, here, learn. Oh. Mm. And how was that for you? Did you pick up Spanish? I know when you're younger, it's easy. Because when I came here, um, I all I knew was Spanish because that's my family and whatever. Yeah. But then I was young. So English came pretty quickly. Um, It did, kind of. But I didn't spend here much time because after a year, we moved back to the Dominican Republic. Mm. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, at the beginning, it was really hard. My mom, she was working at a factory and she got injured. Mm. So she had to stay at home and I was just going to school because that's all I could do. Mm -hmm. um, and after a year, she was like, okay, um, 
I was injured. I don't have a job here, but I have a job back in Dominican Republic. So mm-hmm. we have to go back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, my English didn't, I didn't learn that much. Okay. I will say. In a year, in that year? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was less than a year because I had summer. Mm, and then okay. I had Christmas break. And when I came, it, there was a snowstorm. So we spent like a week or two. Yeah. Two weeks at home. Mm. Wow. So it was yeah. way less than a year. Okay. Maybe six, seven months, something okay. like that. Okay. Um, so I didn't learn that much. Okay. And then we just went back. <laughs> so then you went, you went, so then you, so you started to learn English when you were here. Your mom was injured and you went back and you were, obviously you were still 14, ninth grade. Uh, 15. Yeah. Okay. And then, so when you went back to DR, how long did you go back for this time? And did you go to high school? I finished high school there. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. So you did everything there. So you were there until you were an adult. Yes. I finished high school there. As soon as we went back to the Dominican Republic, uh, my mom went back to work. I went back to school. Like Mm -hmm. nothing happened in that year. (laughs) 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 But everything did happen because I learned a new culture and I was like, okay, uh, things were difficult, but I like that culture. Yeah, like I, what? What? What did you like about it? I mean, because it's a completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Pennsylvania and, and Dominican Republic are two. Yeah, completely different. I love this country because mm-hmm. of the opportunities that it has. Okay. okay. Um, in Dominican Republic, doesn't matter how much you work, it's really difficult to buy a house. It's really difficult to buy a new car. Mm-hmm. Like everything is more difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here, yes, you work very, very hard, but you have the opportunity to have something in your life. Yeah. You have the opportunity to get a master's degree, to mm-hmm. get a PhD. Yeah. Like you have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't have the crime as much as you have it over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have different cultures. So people are more understanding or of the way that you are. Mm-hmm. There's Not more diversity. Yes. There's okay, more diversity. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Not in Pennsylvania, but I, I also went to New York, so I saw that there. I got you. Yeah. So I, I fell in love with this country. Right. So when I went back, I was like, okay, I understand. Um, we're coming back because of the finance and my mom injured and all of that. But I want to go back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I love that country. Yeah. <laughs> While you were here, uh, were you able to make friends even with the barrier of language, would you able to make some friends? And I made some friends, but Hispanic friends. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I, I still have some friends that I speak with them sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, Colombian and Dominican friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and they were bilingual? They were also learning English. Oh, they were also learning at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you g- We met in uh, ESL class. <laughs> oh, <laughs> awesome. Yes. Nice. So you guys had a, like a, like a, we gotta, we gotta learn this together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's good. So you had your little community yes. and your friends. So you felt a little bit better about learning this new language. You didn't feel like, um, some people who, um, are learning English, they're really scared to speak the language because they feel like they might sound funny or they have an accent. I and was. Okay. <laughs> I was very scared. Yeah. At the beginning, I didn't want to speak at all. Yeah. Uh, I was extremely scared. Uh, on that year, I, di- I think that I didn't speak English. Really? I, mm. I learned more about the grammar, but I didn't speak English because I was very scared. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and how did the other kids, besides your friends, how did they interact with you? Was there any interaction from like the, the rest of the schooling? What I noticed was that the Hispanic kids were right here in these two tables at the cafeteria, uh-huh. and then all the white kids were over there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So they didn't interact with each other. Really? So and you, and you didn't interact? With the, there was no interactions with no, them to you? No, because there was like a, a wall uh-huh. between 
white and Hispanic or white and colored. Yeah. Um, you're over here and we're over here. Okay. So we, I don't remember interacting with them. Wow. Do you think that was because of the the language barrier, or was it just because they're they're you know the white or the colored people are different? So we just this is us. And oh, oh, yeah. Oh, is it the, the understanding? There's just cultural differences. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what I, I mean. think that it was just not enough of us. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we were just like in a little corner. Mm-hmm. When I came here to Florida, and well, first when I went to New York, I saw that there were like more Hispanic people and mm-hmm. more uh, people of different cultures. So it was like we don't have a choice. We yeah. either speak with you or we don't speak with anybody because yeah. they're more Hispanic than yeah. anything else. So but it's just, everybody's just like dealing like with each other. Exactly. So it, they have to interact. Yes, there you didn't have to. There okay. we didn't have to because we had our little tables mm-hmm. for the Hispanic kids and because we had like a little community, we mm-hmm. didn't have to speak with anybody. Okay. So it was something That's like interesting. that. And did that? How did that? Ma- how did that make you feel? Did it? Did did uh? Did you look with with? I want to be over there too. Did 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 you have any of those feelings no, at all? Uh, or? At that time, I was really scared. Ah, uh, so, <laughs> so well, you were more nervous than anything else. Yeah, so you were okay with this. We'll stay yeah. over here. Yeah, I was. I was okay with, in the safe side. All right. Yeah, yeah. in the same. Just zone. to feel comfortable. <laughs> yes. You don't want to look like oh my god. I'm, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say the wrong things and then. I have I've experienced of being bullied in school mm-hmm. because of the way I look. Think about me coming over here being different and then saying stuff. I don't want them to laugh at me. So that's kind of like what yeah. that was going through. And I didn't have the language, so like yeah, I didn't have a way to um, communicate with them. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. So then you just to keep it to keep us yes. moving. <laughs> I'm very interested in your life, so I'm very <laughs> interested to hear all this stuff. So you went to so you you. You were 15 and you were, you finished high school. I finished ninth in grade DR. in Pennsylvania and then I went back to the Mexican Republic okay. and then I finished high school there. Okay, yes. so then what happened? You Well, let, let, can we dive into a little bit that, that time frame in DR in, in high school? Mm-hmm. Did you go back to like the Catholic school? I went back to the same school, my same friends. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. like I said, like nothing like, ever happened. Nothing ever happened. Now, let me ask you this question and, and, and this might be a little bit an intrusive question. Yes. Um, but I'm just an intrusive type of person, anyways. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Catholic school, private school, it's expensive over there. Did mm-hmm. your father assist your mother paying for it, or was it something that she kind of like did on her own? My dad, he assisted, but not enough. Not enough. My mom, she had to work very hard for me to have the life that I had. Uh-huh. And she always said, I only have you because I only can support one child. Yeah. I, I want to give you a good life. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to have any more kids mm-hmm. because I can only support you. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I, I'm very grateful and fortunate that I had a good life with my mom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, of course, we did have difficulties. Oh, of economically. course. Yeah. Um, she used to say... Um, Estamos en la vaca flaca. <laughs> like the, uh, skinny the skinny cow. Skinny cow. <laughs> yeah. um, when we didn't have any money and it was like, we have bread and cheese in the refrigerator and that's what we're eating. Right. Yeah. We're just staying home. We're not going to the mall. We're not going anywhere. We're just staying here. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. Because I knew that, okay, whenever we have money, we're going to do all those things. Right. We just don't have it right now. Yeah. Right. So, so it was... 